Welcome all to another podcast. I'm with your host, uh, Anson Roberts. Um, some of you may have noticed that I changed the name to the Backstage Academic from the End of the World podcasts, as the original name was a reference to the rather lame COVID uh, apocalypse. So now that that's apparently over, um, yeah, I, I, I thought I'd change it. So welcome all. Uh, it's great. It, it, it's great that you're tuning in, and we have a well, I think an interesting episode today. So today we are reviewing. Um, I say we. I will introduce my co-host in a second. Um, we are reviewing "Fire in the Belly" on "Being a Man" by Sam Keen, um, as recommended to me by by, by by another. So he is an American author. Um, I think he's a professor and philosopher. Uh, he writes in the areas of, of I think, mostly religion and um, masculinity, life, love, things like that. So relatively mainstream topics. Um, he's also done a lot of films. Uh, one of them was called Faces of the Enemy. It received a lot of awards. And he was the editor of Psychology of Today for many years. And I think he was educated in Harvard and Princeton. What is his postgrads anyway. So I'm not doing this alone. I am joined by a good friend of mine. Uh, a, a very talented poet and writer, and I know that she'll hate me saying that. Um, welcome to the show, Psyka. Hello, hello, hi. I'm Psychobot, and I don't hate you for saying it, I just um, find it to say myself. So I am a writer, editor, yes, performing poet, uh, performance artist to a certain extent. I've, um, see, I've seen you, you're very good. Oh, thank you very kindly, good sir. Um, I have my moments. And I help other performing artists and writers along with their journeys and general help with the perfect sentence. Yes. So that's, yeah. We all need, we all need help beautiful, with that. Yes. Oh, good God. <laughs> I think that will be my memoir, like a, <laughs> my help memoir. With, help in, with the perfect yes, sentence. In search of the perfect sentence. And mm. it is a lifelong search, I think, to be fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, my apologies. I think it'll, it describes me very well in being able to say things. Uh, concisely, it's not my Fantastic. strength. It's something that I'm working on, to say the least. Um, well, welcome. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a skill that that, that we all gain. There with, we go. With, with time, and it's always better to say too much than than too little, I suppose. Especially when recording a podcast. Anyway, it's, otherwise uh, that'd be it's very, interesting to know. A very I very did, dull yeah, podcast. I did ask you before the podcast, like, how good is your editing skills? In case I ramble on and on. I am a wizard. Yeah. But Was I'll it be fine. Um, Mark Twain that said, um, "I'm sorry, the letter was so long." If I'd had more time, it would have been shorter. And I've, I've done that quote completely, utterly wrong. However, the gist of it is very much that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Psycho's background is is more in the, in the kind of like fiction. Um, she writes a lot of a lot of a lot a lot of kind of what novel style writing, I would say. Yeah, so fiction. I'd I would say your say... background is more classical literature than mine, uh, which, which should make for an in- interesting analysis of the yeah. of this book. Really, I also intentionally asked you because I knew you'd probably hate it, uh, or you'd be very critical of it. I thought it'd make for a fun, a fun. I mean, there topic. are certainly aspects, and absolutely, I'm very. I mean, thanks for asking me on. Um, it's always good to have our chats, and I think it's a good idea to have our chats, you know, documented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Just in case, you know what I mean. Um, but no, it's absolutely very much right. I think my background is very much. Um, it is very much speculative fiction, science fiction, fantasy. I am a huge admirer of uh, Terry Pratchett. Um, ah. And that's uh, an interesting little insight into how I see the world to a certain extent. But um, I'm a nerd for all, I think. I have a massive interest in neuroscience um, and sociology as well. It's how we've gotten to know each other. Indeed. So, yeah, my my approach is very, very different. Um, But also, I mean, I want to, you know, bottom line this by saying Sam Keane's got a very impressive background, very well-read, very well-educated um so a lot of my opinions are formed from i suppose my own background and with the full understanding that i am not the key audience to this book yes yes and yeah and yeah and i suppose it would it would be useful to say um although i mean it's, it's a fairly old book really i think it was written in like, like the what the 90s uh 1991 i think yeah yeah, yeah 91 so yeah. it's worth bearing that in mind but it's in a nutshell it's essentially kind of a a guidebook to masculinity kind of a another attempt to address the the, the apparent or in, in quotation masks uh, uh, marks like crisis of masculinity right is there 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 has has been many of them but it's kind of considered one of the really sort of like classics of this kind of type so 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 the whole thing is kind of attempting to confront some of the difficulties that men have around their gender um, and its performance you know some of the challenges 
uh, and difficulties, um, oh, I suppose of the of the male experience. So yeah, so although although he, although he does say it is it is also designed for women in a sense to help them understand men better. You are right in the sense that the yeah like the main target here is 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 probably young men I would say as well. Those kind of struggling. Yeah, I, with... I mean, age wise, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's more the season or the stage that you find yourself in in your mm. journey to masculinity or your you know the anti-journey I suppose it's very much about the hero's journey it's got that trope and I can see why it's sort of I suppose it's it, it, you might what aspects you like we know each other quite well so we can sort of sort of pick out like yeah I can, I can see why you'd like that or that this is a very accurate thing I think so we do we do understand each other in that respect and you know eight times out of ten we're bang on the book um, mm-hmm. what I would say is he does make a point of addressing who the audience is for this book um, and I think it's a big for want of a better word, a saving grace from my side of it, how I saw this book, was that he makes a very definite point about saying, this is for men, mm-hmm. and this is for a very specific man, and I think this is extremely important to say in the beginning, he understands who he is, but also his limitations in how he presents his idea. Uh, it's, I did find it a bit surprising for somebody who's very highly educated, and especially educated for things like within... Um, so at Harvard and Princeton, um, for his different stages of academic development, um, he's very uh, not critical, uh, but takes statistics with a large pinch of salt, um, and he starts by saying and stating very definitely that this is his experience, his understanding, um, and his views come from himself, knowing himself, but also a long-standing men, male group of friends um, and acquaintances that he's been... Sure. It, it, it's more biographical than you yeah, would expect. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's really important to see because yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it made me uh, accept certain things better because it, he was very much... Uh, yeah, he sort of... He was very honest about the fact yeah, well, that... He, he, he talks about his, I think, like divorce and stuff. And, yeah. And we're still talking about about that now as researchers in terms of like how much of our own experience we can bring into our own writing yeah. um, and I'm, I'm on the side that you can I think it's if, if, if it's relevant yeah you know like if I'm I don't know if I'm doing something around uh, I don't know like racial like discrimination or something in the workplace yeah. you know and I'm a person of color then my experience is kind of relevant to that so I think it adds something so I don't mind him doing that so much I thought I thought I, I think I think that's an advantage um I don't know I, I suppose what I suppose what we normally do is we kind of start with the what 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 we like about it and then maybe some some of the criticisms. I'm not sure if this is a positive or a negative. Well, one thing I, I, that I've noticed in these in these style of of books is how much they rely on um, like folklore and like fairy tales as as evidence. And there's something that another guy, uh, Robert Bly, does with the um, the the, I, the Iron Man, I think it is mm-hmm. Iron John. Sorry, Iron John, where. Yeah, where they kind of like decode in a almost like kind of like, you know psychological or psychoanalytic kind of way mm-hmm. these common stories that we all have, and I'm very critical of how much we can learn from them. And I've mentioned your take on that because obviously that's very much your wheelhouse. Oh, absolutely, uh, myth and mythologies. Exactly, is yeah. Exactly my my area. Not necessarily expertise. I would never put myself up that. I have very very many decades of learning to do. Um, of research to do but yeah it's, you're very correct in the fact that this is a book about the myth of man and that's how he approaches it mm. and the language in and of itself and if we're going to go into like and dislikes uh, the language lost me very early on not because it's bad uh, mm. or not good it's suited for what he's saying and it's suited to who he is um, and again it's very much a biographical this is how I see the world but it's very outdated and it's a language that has more of its roots around the campfire and telling tales and um, the 70s and 80s new age movement and you can see the influence from that Um, and it very much lost me in regards to making some of the points tangible Mm. Um, but then that is my own thing. My own preference is I I engage with a certain kind of style. Uh, when I'm reading nonfiction, I want to engage with something very specific, and that's what I'm looking for. For Sam Keen, it works because this is how he's presenting his ideas and how he's presenting his worldview, uh, and I think that's why I sort of appreciate him saying that quite early on. 
mm-hmm. um, and it didn't lose me as quickly. But language was definitely something that I found difficult to work through. But so how, as 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 someone who is you know so familiar with with folk and and myth, because mm-hmm. it's t- as a as an academic, it's a bit harder for me. Um, I so I suppose I don't want to sound like a douche, but I like, appreciate their value. I, I know they have value, but for, like from a more scientific, yeah. I guess, and um, like point of view, what. How much can we learn from things like that, like in terms of our own lives, right? Because they, they draw so much from them. Like, where do you stand on that? I think the, the, the biggest thing, the biggest, the best statement, sorry, uh, that I can put is actually one that I've read somewhere else. And my apologies, I can't reference it, but it's... A classic um, writer. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, is it, It's actually um, a fellow writer that did say this and it just stuck in my head. It was one of the conferences I went to quite a while ago, but... She had said that fiction, non-fiction is learning through facts and fiction is learning through story. Hmm. And that is exactly what that is. We are able to learn in a way through fiction that we aren't able to do so via academic books, which is empathy, compassion, but the ability to learn through understanding somebody else's experience. So we learn to develop perspective and things like that from that. A lot of early formative behavior research for children will look at how children learn through story and they learn compassion and other world views through story, through this idea of this whole fictional world being built. Um, Neil Gaiman is, is uh, you know, widely, wild, blah, 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 my apologies, widely cited <laughs> as having, you know, made a point of saying, we tell the th- truth in our lives and it's a truth that is made much more engaging and easier to interact with and understand through our lives through our myths mm. because putting yourself into a story you know it's this whole idea of light and dark we have incredible amount of research that tell us you know if you look at the uh, um I loved humankind and my apologies I can't cite the writer off the top of my head but it's this idea that we evolve to become friendlier and more amenable and more and our features softened because that was the overarching trait that was beneficial to us we know this and yet in a story we can know that good and bad fought each other and good is one it's the whole point of again Neil Gaiman being a, a massive influence in, in how I see the world as well is um, fairy tales aren't designed to tell us that dragons exist. They're designed to tell us that fra- dragons can be beaten. Mm. That's the whole purpose of it. That's what stories tell us that there is good. Uh, Terry Pratchett was um, told by mum in a book signing that um, she was reading The Amazing Maurice. Um, and it was one of his books about a cat who helps, you know, the rat catcher, and it's a whole thing. Highly mm. recommend the book. Um, and there's a really scary scene. Um, and she would have thought that her little girl, who's I think six at the time, would have been a bit like, "Ooh, this might be not great for her." She's reading out loud, and her little girl literally just went like, "It's all come, okay, it's okay, mummy," because they're gonna be all right. So it's scary now, but we know it's going to be okay. And that's exactly the whole point of learning through story. It's understanding your emotional intelligence and it's understanding, you know, temporary bad states. It's it's basically understanding your own mental state. Yeah, I can imagine. I can I can take your point in terms of, yeah. of, of granting, um, either like transporting your mind in another that mm-hmm. kind of like perspective taking. I can I I, I acknowledge that's that's really useful. I so I suppose it that my only criticism is it does rely on a certain level of common understanding and you, you can't always know how someone's going to um, interpret a. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A, a particular story, which is potentially pro- problematic when, when you have a, a book that is, I don't know, like prescriptively telling you how you should yeah. live your life in a particular way uh, or, or, or criticising society in more, in more and more general. I suppose it's, my issue isn't with, 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 with folk or myth, it's just it's how, I suppose, how, it's, how it's used in this, in, this, in this particular context. Oh, absolutely, and I agree with you 100% on that. I think he's trying to do something really important. Um, and it's a concept that we'll be working on for a very long time, but it's a necessary mm. concept. And it's, you know, we have been, uh, I myself in my own development have been very lucky that I have access to this amazing feminist literature um, and intersectional feminism 
Um, but then also I have been able to access literature that is from women of my background of similar struggles that I've had and that is you know psychological research it is very um, it is very necessary research and it's been made accessible to someone like me like I have taken a very long time to understand um, academic writing this is things that we learn you know what I mean like I'm in the middle of a degree at the moment and I'm still learning how certain aspects of academic writing work and function and how I fit into that and how I understand it. But the fact that we have pop culture um, and popular nonfiction that is making things accessible is wonderful. And there needs to be immense side of that. A hundred percent agree. What he's writing about, the message and the need of it is absolutely there and we need more of that. Um, especially with where we're going to get to in a bit is the fact that he's trying to find where men fit in outside of the, mm. the female space, the woman space, yes. you know? Um, so I completely understand where he's coming from and the need for what he does. And yes, there are many good points to this, but absolutely, with you 100%, the language is just not suited for it. And it's it's a language that will lose a lot of people there. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I think I think um, it, it was quite off-putting for someone with a, I don't know, a more rationalistic brain or something, you know? Mm. Um, I'm not, I'm still, I'm not sure what is the best way to package these these issues, but yeah, I I, I think you're right. It, it is quite quite specific in who it's going to appeal to. Mm. Um, for a bit of balance, let's let's turn, let's turn, <laughs> let's turn to some things that well, we like to buy. Yes, all about balance. Yeah. All about balance. Uh, the what the, the 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 one thing that I that I, I suppose was was my favourite thing, and in regards to masculinity, something that I've thought about for a long time. He's a whole. He has a whole chapter talking about like the role that like forms of of, of initiation play yes. in men in men's lives, mm-hmm. and this I thought was was so 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 interesting because it, it it really resonated with me just as much now as, as as I think it would have been if I would have read it thirty years ago when it originally mm-hmm. came out. Well, not that I was alive then, but you know, right? I'm like, <laughs> what what would be what like five? So, but not that, quite in your academic career. Yeah, 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 yeah. Potential there, but yeah, yeah there still go. not literate. And I, I I felt that was that that was a because because like he 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 talks about how in much older, you know, more tribal societies, there was there was a very fixed such like ceremony that you know that I, that a young adolescent would take part in, mm. and it signified in a really objective way to her to to you know not just not not just him but the rest of his community. Yeah. Okay, he's there now. You know, it might be I don't know. Killing his first bison or lion or or whatever. Obviously, wherever you go, it, it will naturally differ. But they all had, you know, kind of like all the sort of hunter gatherers things. Size had an equivalent of that kind of thing. And it wasn't always something hyper masculine like killing a lion. It could be, it could be, it could be anything. The point was it carried its like significant meaning. And the point he was making is that as we move to, I suppose, like modernity uh, and and you know the the more urban life that we live in now, mm-hmm. that there isn't that fixed kind of point. And he, I think. He, I'm not sure if he makes this point or it has been made by others, but you could argue, you know, in sort of like like youth crime that you know, things like gang crime or knife crime are almost kind of like modern day like rights of like initiation, yeah. the way they're trying to prove their masculinity mm-hmm. because they don't have a a more healthy, I, I suppose, version do that. That I found really interesting and that definitely resonated with me. So I'm not sure what your thoughts on that. I think... Yeah, absolutely. You're right. He, I think he's uh, good at kind of... So that one of the key points that he kind of makes is the fact that it's traditional tribal culture versus modern life and, and the fact that the lines are sort of blurred. He makes a really interesting point about the fact that adolescence as a concept and as a being is very recent. Mm. That the whole tribal... Uh, Blah blah blah. My Tri- apologies. Tribality. Tribality. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We're making up it. words now, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the whole sense within uh, the tribal community is that you're a child and then you go man, woman. Mm. That's it. And there's a line. And there is a definitive day of when this happens or a definitive space of time. So, you go from being a child to maybe having your first period. And yeah. then you're a woman and mm-hmm. you're ready to have bad children. Yeah. And that is because that's what you're deemed to be in the tribe. Your point and purpose is to bear children. Um, as a man, there isn't a necessary physical signifier, or we, although we can talk about things like puberty and everything else. However, the signifier tends to be 
you are seen to be mentally and physically mature enough to go either make your first kill or do something, do something equal of physical measure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you are then a man. Mm-hmm. The idea of adolescence has changed a lot of things. We are, and the same thing with adolescence and young adult. You know, there isn't a clear-cut line. No, you it's are a not weird a liminal space that you yeah. live in, right? You're a teenager, you're a teen, you're a tween, you're a young adult, and these are many, many lines, and they all have their own signifiers to a certain degree, which none, nobody can agree on because mm. they're so varied. So, yeah, absolutely. I do agree with the fact that that line is no longer there, but also I would argue for the line, for the necessity of the line, for the necessity of you've right now reached maturity because what it means to be mature now is very, very different. And we can argue with, and everybody will have a different view on what maturity means, but, you know, children, if we, and, you know, we've worked in backgrounds that are quite deprived, uh, you have the eldest child being very, very mature at the age of 10 because they have to look after younger siblings. They will mm-hmm. take on the role of mum because mum has to go out and work or dad has to go out and work and they can't physically look after the kids. So, you know, they'll be cooking, they'll be cleaning, they'll be tidying. A lot of the things that we signify as of an older, not that it's child, but maybe a teenager. So you are maturing or you're seeing things that is then making you a lot more mature and much more aware. Things like sexual um, sexual awakenings are happening earlier and earlier. You know, the, the the joys of social media is a simple fact, and my apologies, joys is meant with a complete sarcastic undertone there, um, is the fact that you not only have access to sexual development, um, your sexuality, and just general sexual content at, at the age that you decide and not necessarily decide, decide is a defunct word there, but at any given age that we, you might fall onto it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's an interesting little point in regards to the need for it. And again, we're talking about 1991 where the lines were a little bit more, much more clear than they are now. Yeah, it's even worse now. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm 36 and I'm, I'm still not sure when there was a day or, or a time yeah. where I was, oh, I'm a man now. I mean, but then there's times when you go back into it. Like I have times where like, oh God, I'm an adult. And then I've got times like, I'm actually 12. I had somebody say accidentally, uh, the word, is, this can be edited out if you wanted it to, but the, something about 69 and I literally chortled like a 10 year old. And my brain went, you are a fully grown adult woman. And I still have aspects, you, we have... The joys of, and I would happily argue this is a good thing, is the fact that we delve into our childhood and being silly, much oh, more so. That's, we that, don't that's have, interesting. Yeah, we have seasons where we're silly. We have seasons where we're fully adult. I mean, you know, I'm having to think about where our next move is and where I'm going to settle down, and I'm extremely excited by it. <laughs> this is not the best presentation of me. Having my own mugs and... Picking my own duvet covers, and I'm extremely excited about those things, and having my bookcase, and having my office, and all those things that's, that you know signify adulthood. And you know what? The other things I'm really excited by is literally going out and having a day by the sea and having ice cream. And it's little things that the joy of modernity, and I know that that's a, 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 a juxtaposition for many people, mm-hmm is the fact that we don't always have to choose. And the whole point of being a healthy adult is understanding mm-hmm. that you have, an, that you're allowed to be a healthy kid at 36, 38, 50, 60, you know. So you're always arguing for, I don't know, like a, I don't know, like a post-initiation era, right? Where, where we move beyond <laughs> yeah. the need for these, for these, for these fixed points yeah. in our But that in we our, are, and we don't even have to like argue about these anymore. They just exist. We are able to move them and we are now in a point where we don't have that rigidity. Mum and dad can be silly, mum and dad can be can be daft. And then mum and dad can also be authorities. The the challenge with that, I, I don't disagree with that, and I I've I've experienced a similar, I suppose, sensation of, of um I don't know, enjoying my mm. my image my natural immaturity yeah. while also being a parent an apparent adult <laughs> is we have a, a level of, of security of our age, I suppose, right? And the one benefit that these rights of initiation have is they bring that level of security in a time where you are just terrified and just terribly insecure and have no like self-esteem. That's 
in some ways that that's when you need it, right? It means it naturally means less when when you've already transcended all these all these cultural boundaries, word, right? Sam Keen would love that word. He would. Yeah, he would. He would love that word. Yeah, yeah. He would love that word. So, as you know, as much as I, I, I as I would like to move beyond these these ridiculous antiquated terms for for a, for a young adolescent, I I still remember the terror. Yeah. Um, and I and I, I had no idea really what I was or what I was meant to do as a man and what and what that meant and you know the question is like you know I suppose what was a, a good way to use my my power mm-hmm. if that's the right word you know like a, a like a positive masculinity and stuff like this so a lot of confusion and ambiguity around that even as an older man so I'm not sure if there's a question in there um, that would just be my my comment I would I would ask you though so we talked obviously about male initiation what is if what what what's the beyond the obvious. Maybe there, maybe there is only the, the physical. What what's the female kind of female version of it? Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Oh dear God! Sorry, so I had an image in my head, and I will explain this image shortly. Um, I think there are many little ways, and I can only talk from what I've experienced in my culture, and I know from so my partner's Irish, and I know from his culture, and I was talking to his mom, they're very similar. The initiation, it's not an initiation; it's just. The way I can describe it is when you're old enough to go and help your mum in the kitchen. And it's a very sexist and not a great initiation and it's a very mm. traditional thing and not everybody will have this and that's a, that's a wonderful thing. But that's what I think of as initiation, when I am old enough to help my mum around the house. Apart from my period, apart from all that of becoming female and um, becoming uh, a woman, shall we say. Um, that would be because ultimately mm. if we look at the older tribal culture and we look at traditionalist views that is it your it's be, where your position lies mm. and that unfortunately was when i was younger yeah i was a, and i don't that's not something that's said as a negative when i really enjoyed i still have uh, uh, very very fond memories like i still love chilling with their mom in the kitchen, um, making things and learning to cook things and helping her serve up when I'm home and doing all those things. Like I, I love being able to make, I love being able to do things for other people in that respect because for me, I've learned that this means love and this means care. It's how I show care to other people, mm. is looking after them. It's still labour though, isn't it? It's, 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 of course it is. Domestic labour. Yeah, absolutely. They still work in the yeah. same way that a lot of men identify themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of what it comes down job. to. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. I suppose that would be it. But the other, the image I was talking about in my head, and it's, it's, in, it's in a lot of younger adult books as well. Um, and Jacqueline Wilson, I think, was one of the first ones I read. It was the, the boob test. So you know you're becoming a woman by what you could fit under your boobs, and it would stay there. That's not real. Oh, yeah. Hell, oh, God, yeah. Health to, yeah. My apologies, some might to be edited out. But, like, it'll be like I'm not having a pen. any of this now. <laughs> You've got your key audience. <laughs> well, what what was the um what were we talking about in regards to Sam Keen? Well, we talked about pencils under boobs quite a lot. And I don't think he appreciates that. Um, but okay, so there was a test, um, and I would love to know if anybody else had gone through this. Although in my school, it was quite it was quite rife. So you would measure how mature you were mm-hmm. by what you could safely fit under your boobs, and it would stay there. And some of my friends were very gifted in this uh, and would get away with pencil cases. What a scene that paints in one's mind. Yeah. Just <laughs> the joys of an only girl's school. It's, you know, they say you have no fun and yet here we are. Like, this is how we'd while away lunch times, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, this is the whole thing. It's, it's. These are not these are not signifiers dealt to us by society. It's ones that we sort of, I suppose, internalize. And it is very much about the physical growing. And for men, it's like pubic mm. hair and things like that. And for women as well, actually. Still, so. yeah, it's still highly gendered. Anyway, it's it's, yeah. it's it's gendered. It's it's physical, because you know it's you know it's it, it's it's not it's, so it's it's targeting an area that that represents yeah. your your femaleness, yeah. right? And and there's an element there of. Yeah, of, of size, mm-hmm. which obviously most men will, you know, connect with that insecurity, oh, God, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting. There's not there's there's a real obvious like like physical like 
connection yeah. to, to, to your, your, your journals or, or, or something. I do somewhere. like the fact that my first appearance on your podcast with the book reviews and I bring up the pencil boob test. It's, um, I feel like I'm really contributing. I'm very proud of my contributions so far. There's, uh, yeah, there's but a, it's a general, standard that has been reached. Exactly. I don't think I'll be able to surpass the standard. I think I've, I've reached the epitome of my being. But no, I think it, it's, it's very much... But these things that we internalize, because women, it's like you have to have good boobs, you know, mm-hmm. and they grow and they do grow because that's the whole point of it. You are maturing. Now, the whole flip side of it, and we are talking like obviously how Sam Keen looks at modernity and its downfalls and the fact that we don't have place in the world. We don't know where we fit in and, you know, the, the, the rites of passage of moving. And neither of us can kind of comment on this, but I want to just be very wary of making a little side note it becomes a hundred times harder if you identify somebody that is non-binary or transgender. I think there's a big debate right now to understand yes. where their where those signifiers are. Although this, this, this wasn't yeah. prevalent in his time, to be no, fair. No, no, absolutely. And that's, I, I would just say this is very much coming from somebody who I, I identify as a woman. Yeah. Uh, I was born as a woman and that's been my only experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm very lucky in the fact that I've not had to have, you know, that I've not had to struggle in other ways. And you, you know, you're, you're a man, you identify as he and, um, and you've, you know, you were born a man. And we are coming from very, I suppose, classical positions to a certain extent, you know what I mean? So very traditional positions. So we can have this argument in regards to our signifiers for moving from one stage of our lives to the other. Uh, what I would say is I quite appreciated the fact that you made that point I think it helped in understanding that it is a very big point right now we don't know where we fit in um, and we don't understand the right of passage between one and the other mm-hmm. my arguments against it was is that a necessity now is that something that yeah of course like you know emotional and physical maturity you don't want to be you know having sex at the age of you know a ridiculous young age um, and if that's why we're looking at masculine feminine or whatever else we're looking for however those lines have been moved but they've been moved in western culture there were still even now there are points of travel points that signify you know going from you know child to woman in other cultures that that was allowed around for a lot longer and for a lot later than it would be in the western world and I think that the herald of modernity has made that even harder. And I understand that. But I think the word harder might not be as applicable. Because I don't think it's a bad thing. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think I suppose that's where I'm coming from within that. But I did I did find it very fascinating that he kind of made a point of telling, of, of, of stating that adolescence is a very recent thing. And it's something that I've come across before. But it's it, it was it was good to be reminded of that because it is very much a very recent invention to a certain extent. The teenager is a very recent. Oh yeah, invention. and we we, we, yeah. we take all these all these terms like adolescence and adulthood as like fixed binary mm-hmm. things. When actually they're they're really like loose, like from a, from a de- definition mm-hmm. point of view. When you start to like unpick them, well, I I I've, I've taken up far too much time on, what, on something that I've okay. enjoyed this. It's time now. You can cut loose a second. What 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 made you rage? Because I I I like. You like messed like, why did you ask me to read this book? Yeah, no, I was just, you know, partially it was why. Let it out. But also, it, it I out. was just curious. I was curious how you came across this book. Um, I could sort of hear what you thought about it in my head. And I think you kind of, uh, thank you for, um, you know, supporting that uh, with it. Um, I just, it's, it's hard. So it's. I'm very wary that I might be reading other things into it because I'm coming from my own bias, right? Yeah, I am we all are. My own, fine. Yeah, so I am happy to be corrected in this. However, a couple of things that I'll be very definite in pointing out. So he sort of talks about the need for this, of for the need for this book and for his way of thinking of reimagining what it means to be a man uh, now. Uh, and what it means to be a man outside of what society deems it to be a man. Um, and the way that he puts it forward is that, you know, he is very adamant about introspection and changing our inner world and our inner thinking. 
and he starts off by stating what a man was according to the people around him and what he was told was a man when he was younger, which was, you know, join a fraternity. Yeah, um, things. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. a letter in football, you know, screw a lot of girls. Um, get your own car, be well liked, have your own house, things like that. And they're all very American, American yeah, kind Americanized, of family yeah. kind of, yeah. And it's, they're very external factors. They're not internal factors. And now he's pushing for this, for what he called the revolution of man. Mm. I would argue that it's an evolution, not a revolution. I believe a revolution is what, because he said that the revolution that the women have had. Our revolution is stemmed from being wanting to be equal. Mm. Uh, our revolution stemmed to be recognized as human uh, and not second class humans. Uh, that is to put aside the experiences of, of you know, people of colour and people who have a different set of backgrounds when you're, you know, you're a white male but you're gay. There's a whole different, you know, schematic to look at. So he sort of puts that forward and it isn't, it is in my idea and for me it's not a revolution. A revolution is to fight to be seen as human, uh, to be fighting to be seen as, as basically a revolution is to fight others viewing you a certain way and giving you the rights that you are that should be yours human rights yeah you're taking some like yeah. power from others right yeah. i have the yeah. right to exist as a woman and not be murdered because a i've from you know soiled somebody's honor or mm. as it mm. knows the wrong man that is not that's not that's not something that should be sorry mine to deal with it's a it's a revolution I'm fighting to be declared for myself and for me not to worry about the people that I love, that are women, going out in the world and, you know, the, the fact that they can come home safely and soundly mm -hmm. and not be attacked or hurt because they're a woman. Whole other deeper argument to have within that. Okay. I can go on for several hours, but, as but, you well know. However... But one scale is essentially... Yes, let's your, your... scale it back. So this is, in a very, very small way, putting forward a revolution is. A revolution is currently in Iran to not be, you know, beaten to within an inch of your life or completely to the end of your life mm -hmm. because you're not wearing something that is appropriated by the norms, the, the, the authorities that be, right? What he's proposing is an internal change, an internal adaptation to the world around us. What he is proposing is that men are ready now to work on themselves, to not let their rage be a, be you know a target towards women because they feel inadequate that is an evolution mm -hmm. you are looking inside yourself you are doing the work you are evolving as a human being my personal growth is an evolution i am redesigning reconfiguring what it means to be me mm -hmm. okay i am and part of it is is delving into a revolution because I am dialing into the fact that I don't no longer have to, you know, have those standpoints of being cute and quiet and, you know, being amenable, being people pleasing, all those things. But the evolution comes from where do I fit in? How do I grow myself into being the person that I want to be? And that is the argument that Sam Keen is making. In so many words, he is saying that men are not ready to work on themselves, to go on the hero's journey, to understand themselves, but also understand themselves outside the world of women. Now, for somebody who wants that to happen, he mentions women quite a lot, and we'll get onto that in a moment. <clears throat> Excuse me. So my big thing is, it is not a revolution. It is an evolution. Um, as in, the men have to now do the work in themselves, to A, be kind to themselves, to not feel the need to go and kill a bison, to prove that they are worthy and that they are male, but also the internal work of talking to yourself and understanding that femininity mm. isn't the antithesis of being a man. Um, and that's a very mild, like, uh, it's, there's a, these, these are some points to put towards, and again, well, I, 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 I like the way that you see it as a, as a I suppose, an internal and external change. And I, I completely agree that almost all of that work is, for, for, for males, is, is something that they do with, with themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. Although, arguably, gender there's always an element of gender that will be relational, as in like yeah, of course. how we connect to others. But Absolutely. yeah, I yeah, I I totally see where 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 you where you come from there, because um, a revolution is just inherently political in the sense that you're yeah you're struggling against some type of oppressive system, right? Which is, which is what you're I talking. mean, to be fair, he's I understand why he's trying to make it into a revolution, 
because to him, society, capitalism, the financial world, which is another point that he kind of gives, is mm -hmm. uh, something that needs to be, you know, rev riled against, mm -hmm. railed against, sorry, no. um, and understand that. Um, but that in and of itself is not a male issue. It is a issue. It is a world issue. We are currently living with the remnants of capitalism. We're, we're dealing with the re remnants of big companies being the reason for, you know, like things like that. I'm sorry, I'm trying to put it in a very concise way. And I'm trying, <laughs> it's not working. Um, with, let's put it this way. Capitalism is what he's sort of, in, in a nutshell, trying to say that we have to have a revolution against. And I agree with that. Absolutely. We are now at the perfect point in the world to look at different systems because the system that we currently have does not work. However, mm. that is not what he's fighting. He's not turning around and saying, break the system. It needs to be broken. I agree entirely. What he's trying to say is you have to reevaluate where you fit into that system. And that is an internal change. That is not an external change. Uh, he okay. has... Um, so for you, he's, for you he's, he's not going far enough, almost, right? It's, 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 a, it's, a, half, it's a half measure. It is, but I think it would. He can't go far further than that because that's not his. Is not what he's trying to do. He's not trying to, you know, smash the system. He's not doing that. Mm -hmm. He's saying you don't have to smash the system to be fully who you are. That's the whole thing. He is trying to say that our previous behaviors of aggression, violence, uh, wanting to have X, Y, and Z to prove a masculinity, yeah, or subjugating women is no longer what makes a real man and you're allowed to be happy mystic you're allowed to have feminist energy you're allowed to work with your partner rather than on her or against her mm -hmm. or for her you know like it's an equal relationship it's no longer a case of I have to be the alpha male and to be the alpha male I can only be this in in the triggering me yeah, okay. no good God, yeah. I the hate the term <laughs> alpha so much there are so many so many scientists I spent their life's career trying to pull that back say no you misinterpreted oh so many so many mm. it's been so alpha dude the beauty, the so alpha bro all. it's yeah, absolutely. utterly untrue there's no evidence that any species of that 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 it is like that that dom dominance works that way. Yeah. I could do a whole podcast just on that, but I digress. I think that'll be a good few days worth of podcast. That'll yes. be released yes. as a series in and of itself. Um, but yes, I I, to I totally see where you come from. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've triggered you. No, 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 no. My apologies. <laughs> I, I hate alpha males. For everybody so, listening in, so and just putting his his face in his hands and just shaking with rage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean. It was it was observed, okay. I will digress slightly. Slightly, um, the whole alpha male thing. It, it, there are two origin points. What one is in primates and one is in wolves, mm -hmm. and it, it it was essentially. I think the guy calls him, the guy who studied wolves was called Mecca, and he he observed what he thought was an alpha male uh, dominance, mm -hmm. and then published a paper, and then and then immediately realised, oh, it's, it's actually way more complicated than this. And the samples were with animals that were in captivity, which obviously because of the the the, the, the environment, their behaviour was completely unnatural. Mm -hmm. And in a normal, healthy uh, wolf pack, dominance is fluid, mm -hmm. um, and they have an alpha female too, which is also less. Uh, oh less wow! Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, fascinating. Um, Never heard of those before. Yeah, yeah. but the, but. but the, the these roles are highly fluid, highly sociable, yeah. never really being being fixed, highly context dependent. Um, but it was, too, it was too late. It was too late. He published it. He tried to attract it. it you know, it's, it's like that um, vaccines causes autism bollocks. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, w once it enters the public domain, it's so difficult to yeah. pull these It becomes harmful... an animal, doesn't it, really? It just leads by itself. Yeah. Yes, yes. Anyway, apologies. What, what you were saying, though, about the internal and external, the only thing I would add, though, is in is how powerful a, a internal change can be for the external. So, mm -hmm. like... Thing, I don't know, like he spends a lot of time obviously talking about aggression and violence, yeah. and it's something that that men struggle with so much. And this is one of the difficulties of that is because we're sort of socialized into thinking that aggression and violence is the only acceptable way that we can express our emotions. Whatever emotion we have, it comes out that way. Yeah. It's really really frustrating. So, although it, 
I don't know. Although it, at times this internal change comes comes across a little uh, self indulgent in in his his writing. I do think like the secondary effects of not externalizing everything as violence and aggression had huge positive repercussions for society more more generally. You know, mm. and, and beyond just um, like cases of like domestic violence, which is obviously a, a huge one. It just it just builds that whole point of. Patriarchy harming everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone who performs it, obviously, if it hurts women more. But there's, there's my criticism is is or my point would 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 be that patriarchy, even though it it alleges to favour, mm-hmm. it is still also hurting them, because there are there are costs to try of of like trying to perform such a, a rigid um, script mm-hmm. of 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 their gender. It hurts everyone. It's just the, the best cases for getting. It's rid a really of nice recipe for a mental breakdown. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, or self harm and you know, okay. suicide, all the all the things that you that you that you that you that you, that you don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. So, you know, we've we've been going for forty five minutes already, and I've got through two of two of my points. I don't. You can't see this, but she has so many post it notes in that book. Um, I'll be very fair. Listen, I removed like eighty percent of them. Okay, so I just thought I'm not going to pull out a book because I could see your face going, "Oh, sweet lord, this is going to go for a while." It'd be like a fourteen part so- series. There is that. Won't, yeah, what won't, won't, won't we doing? Uh, That's fair enough. Okay. That's, but I won't. No, no. Like, I completely get... I think it's it's really important as well because I'm a big one for making sure people go read it and make your own mind because there are interesting points and I think this is a book that would help a lot of people. It's great for stimulating a yeah, general discussion. Absolutely. It's also just for things like there will be certain points that you will you will connect with. Mm. Absolutely. I think there's a point that he makes about the dangers of the work family and the concept of work as a family and how that's got a hold of us and mm. how that can only, only end badly. And how that sort of changed who we are and made it worse to a certain extent, made uh, it more toxic. Okay. Um, and I agree with that. Yeah, I like that. So, and again, that is something that can be applied mm. all over. Um, I don't think Sam Keen uh, was quite where he kind of went in regards to, oh, women could also be affected by it. I think that was coming later on in his life. However, I'm very wary of being, she was say, pulling points that don't apply to me and that my, I might interpret wrongly. However, the one thing I would like to do, and it's the only point that I'm going to kind of, I suppose, elaborate on, is his language regarding women is frustrating <laughs> to put it mildly and for somebody who has stated from point one and then restates throughout his book mm-hmm. that men have to find themselves outside of women he sure likes to make them a standpoint quite a bit so this is a concept of he looks at a chapter titled it's a woman's world. And here we have. You, he is you, now. You can't see this at home, but there's a, a rage brow forming. <laughs> I mean, my brows are relaxed. The red undertone is merely because I'm warm. No. Um, so, a direct quote I'm not talking about women, the actual flesh and blood creatures, but about women, capitals, everybody, uh, all capitals, a woman. Woman, yeah. Woman, capitals again all capitals, those larger-than-life shadowy female figures who inhabit our imaginations, inform our emotions, and indirectly give shape to many of our actions. Okay. Interesting. So now he is excusing himself by not using women, so he's not going to be, you know, it's not going to target women, it's not going to make us the fault for any of this, of course. And um, there are chapters here labeled subchapters: man's unconscious bondage to women, to woman. Capitals again, guys. Mm-hmm. We lead then into woman as goddess and creatrix. This is where the language lost me. Okay, I was I was wondering if you were, if you were going to bring this up. I kind of know what 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 he means, but yeah, please go on. But no, no, but I would love to know what what do you think he means by this? Because I have my own interpretation, which might be wrong. But go oh, on. okay, okay. So there is the the everyday woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that fellow human being, 
the one that you know, the one, the one I see before Thank me, you very in, all, kind. in all her glory. I always like being called a human being. It makes you feel really good. Yeah, about yeah. Thank you. And then, and then there is the um, almost, almost the 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 myth, the imagining, the idea of femininity as like a, a goddess that you put on a, a pedestal, mm-hmm. the one that isn't real. Like I think I think like 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 the sirens here, right? Yeah, like absolutely. the 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 nymphs, the muses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this this idealized. Um, stereotypic mm-hmm. idea of like femininity and, and it goes back to kind of like you know earlier times where we would worship like mother nature for example for you know to ensure that our mm-hmm. our our crops would would grow yeah, and this connection there with like for, like fertility and like be, being virile but mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 not it's not it's not a real woman it's it's it, it's this idea it's this feminine i work like this feminine ideal that i think men throughout history have worshipped and wanted to I don't know, replicate of or worse, force upon actual women in real life. Mm-hmm. So it's a man's ideal of woman, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's... That makes sense, and I agree. That's how I wanted to see it as well. Okay. Now, when he is labeling them, when he is giving us or woman the concept, a uh, overarching name and who she is. I'm sure goddess is, is meant as a sweet, nice thing. And creatrix, especially that bit where he, she's the mother and the way she nurtures you mm. and what you see of her, how you desire to please her or not please her, shapes your behavior. So she is the reason for your behavior. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're not like the anger towards the yeah, mother here yeah, yeah, oh yeah yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah so basically a man in in his later life who yeah. might take out anger towards women because he sees all women as woman and his idea of woman is i'm so sorry guys i'm saying in a woman but yeah, i'd like it yeah <laughs> as a shadowy female presence that was designated to him via shall we say not the best mother in his eyes yeah and therefore he will now take it all out on the woman around him. So the concept of woman is yeah, yeah, hurting yeah. the women in his life. Fair. That's how I see it. You And the thing is, I, you're an intelligent human being, Anton. Um, and we are able to have discussions. And we are able to talk to each other. Even without the research, we can talk to each other safely, knowing that we can discuss these things. And mm-hmm. we can break this down. Now, not everybody does do that, and it is extremely easy to flip from the concept of woman mm-hmm. to the concept of no, it's you know, my mother did this to me, and therefore I will pay, make everybody pay. It's very, very easy to slip into what Sam Keen is trying, is, is, is obviously not trying to say. I understand he doesn't mean it like that. But I'm just saying as somebody who's a responsible academic and clearly has incredible, you know, uh, you know, research knowledge behind him. It's 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 something that definitely uh, the biggest argument that we both have for this is it is outdated. Yeah. And it needs to be reevaluated. Now, I was able to look past that and understand that this is what he meant. And it Mm -hmm. was that kind of shadowy figures, whether we're trying to please. And, you know, if a lot of us like, you know, Sam Keenas himself said that he gained value by being a good lover and he you know by uh, the the women around him and understanding himself in that and he was able to become the man he wants to be an equal partner you know and um he he writes in again a sentence that is um i won't i'll let you all discover it for yourselves um uh, the all the cosmic energy in the room when his wife was giving birth Many women that I know that have given birth would never use the words cosmic. cosmic energy whilst pushing something from their vagina that resembles a watermelon. As beautiful yeah, as yeah, it yeah. may be. It's a sleight of hand, isn't it? Again, it's, yeah, it's yeah, tra- tra- transforming you into yeah. something ethereal, something yes, pure. exactly. Something. And he makes a point of saying that nothing that he will ever do will ever match that. His whole life is to be to be able to birth something as a woman can, and he never can because we're the givers of life. Yeah, Lovely I, can, I can see how that would feel. Um, patronizing, patronizing, yes. yes. Big, with a capital P. Capital P. Yeah, 
So you Roger understand that. why it's it's difficult to be to read things like that. Yes. But then I think the bit where he lost me entirely, and again, I will leave it up to yourselves to form that opinion. He as had himself. you longer than I thought. To be honest. He did. I mean, he got me past page three and five when it said creatrix. However, um, there is a subchapter here called Cannon Fodder Gang Rape and the War System. And I'm just going to, I, I think, as much as I want every truth for themselves, I think it's, it's something that I want to um, make a point of. So when we accept the war system, men and women alike tacitly agree to sanction the violation of the flesh, mm. the rape of women by men who have been conditioned to be warriors, and the gang rape of men by the brutality of war. Until women are willing to weep for and accept equal responsibility for the systematic violence done to the male body and spirit by the war system, it is not likely that men will lose enough of their guilt and regain enough of their sensitivity to weep and accept responsibility for women who are raped and made to suffer the indignity of economic inequality. Um, Didn't like? You know what? I didn't. You didn't? No. He proceeds this by kind of using war as the reasoning behind men being violent and the need to be taken out about. Now, I have many, many thoughts on this. I won't go into all of them. My two thoughts were this, even if we were to take, and I do not in any way, shape or form take this argument that he's making, even if we were to take this argument, where does that fit into rape just you walking down the street and somebody decides that you know you look pretty or whatever they might decide and you get raped and that is just one form of rape mm -hmm. and this man would never have gone to war many men nowadays don't go to war many men nowadays don't grow up with a horrific childhood there are many rapists that are interviewed who have had a very happy relationship with their mother rape in a fraternal in, in a fraternity you know mm -hmm. three boys got together there's a girl who's you know and this is just one example might have been passed out or whatever and decide that she's a lovely target what about rape for the sake of ego rape is very rarely about sex it's about the fact that you can do something to this person it's power yeah absolutely um and that's what it comes down to so there, I feel like his choice of example was extremely selective. And I feel that that was on purpose. And I find that difficult to ingest. And I, rape is a difficult subject at the best of times. Yeah, yeah. And we are only now seeing some of the, mm -hmm. the uh, I suppose, the, the systems around that allow for it to happen. Yeah. So I think it's something that I, I found very, very difficult to compute with and try and reason with so where do you where what do you think of that uh, and and i'm not kind of this is not a baiting question no, no, it's a no. genuine question it, it's odd i mm -hmm. so my criticisms are i i disagree with the same parts weirdly enough yeah um you're but, very similar now so yeah so the so the the war thing my my issue with him was he was moving moving as what i would call moving the buck so Things like men feeling the need to prove themselves in physical combat—that that's our responsibility to change. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and yeah, and, and he's kind of obfuscating that by putting that upon women mm -hmm. that that you that, that you must recognise, mm -hmm. um, you know, our apparent need to go to war to prove ourselves. As far as I'm concerned, that's on us. That's that that's our internal work mm -hmm. to do. Um, as you as you mentioned before, as you, as you, as you quite like. so yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't like that for for. For that reason, I didn't think about a point of view of like perpetuating increased risk in terms of dangers to women. So that's, a, that's also a good point to add in. And what's also what's also interesting as well. The other, my literally down like my criticism. What I didn't like was um, his obsession with the connection with Murray with mother as a barrier to masculinity, yeah. which is exactly what you were saying before. Mm. There's 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 almost like a uh, like an anger, yeah. I guess, to, towards. That other ideal of of mother and and I think what it comes down to is there's this like perceived idea that um, that motherhood is like weakening 
or somehow like preventing this the uh, like young boys from achieving oh, their masculinity. The he used the word sissified, doesn't he? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, you know, that's updated somewhat now, right? Um, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, that 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 bothered me because that is mm. absolute bollocks. Um, pardon my French. You know, like like in, in my in my like in my own personal experience, but, you know, like my my. I don't know, like model almost was like my like mother. She yeah. is, she, you know, like in my family, the women are the matriarchs, right? So, so the, the idea that, to me anyway, that a woman could prevent you from achieving your, your masculinity is absurd, right? You know, is it, you know, is it, is it, I don't know, it's is it, is it just, it's just, yeah, it, it placed so much like responsibility upon that, upon, yeah. like, in my case, my like development, I guess, and the fact that women would want, well, mothers that would want to do that. And again, it's moving the buck. It comes down to moving the buck. It's putting the onus on the women. And the thing is that you can't... It, it's a case of, I want him to make his mind up. Mm. Do you have to develop yourself outside of women? Or are you developing yourself against women? Which one is it? Because you are yeah, yeah, yeah. yourself. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, all I would say is this... And again, highly recommend reading it. There's a lot of good things here. However, there is a point where he kind of uses something quite flippant and he kind of goes and it, it goes the same thing in the old war code and i'm citing again here warriors were expendable but women and children were to protect behind the shield i think that is incredibly ignorant of actual facts because let's be very honest that's not true you can go back into roman times if you want to use that it depends on whose women and children you're talking about your mm. own women and children were sacred, but those of the enemies, not so much. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted yeah. with them. So let's be really honest about it. And, and your social class, yeah. right? Yeah. Your yeah, peasants didn't matter in either case. Absolutely. Yeah. And no, warriors were not expendable. Yeah. A certain class of warrior was, absolutely. But the big ones, the, you know, the commanders, the captains, even now, they're protected. They send you out. They do not go fight. There is a whole... And this is not excusable for somebody in 1991. Mm-hmm. This is based, not, again, I am not even the quarter as educated as Sam Keen is. And I am completely putting this from my own personal point of view. But this really bothered me. Yeah. Because it's this idea that the warrior had to put up with so much because it was so expendable is a load of utter tosh. Absolutely. Soldiers go out there and I... I have a friend of mine who left the army a little while ago and I absolutely, if my brother had to go into the army, I would fear for him daily. I think that would be my biggest occupation in life mm. would be fear. I think that soldiers get trodden on. I think they get misused, abused and quite frankly, for what they do, don't get enough respect. Utterly, utterly see that I am not pro army or military in any way, shape or form, but I understand it's not about them, it's about the system in itself. I do, however, feel like this idea that you are keeping the women and the children sacrosanct is bull. I think in every single war out there, there's never been a point where they were kept as sacrosanct if they were the other. Even now, I, I know we don't tend to talk about it perhaps as much as we mm. should, but even with the smartest of missiles, it's always it's always the the, the regular civilian people who yeah. who, who who feel the the, the true cost always of, because they're the expendable ones. You and yeah. the thing is, it's like I mean, we can. There are so many examples where people, you know, smash the drum and go, "Oh my God, you've hurt our people." Yes, absolutely, and it's horrific. But that's the whole point of it. You believe the other is expendable. That is the purpose in this. And women and children have nothing to do with the fact that way. They're women and children. So. Let's quick thing. Let's summarize. Let's leave it on a bit of a high, on a positive note. And give us a rating out of ten. Oh god, that's gonna be the hard one. So uh, the reason I want to leave it on a positive note is at the very end, a the book is worth a read. I think even if it is just to look at some ideas in a different yes. point, and ingest different things. Out of ten, I'll come back to that. But there is a thing at the end that makes it quite helpful. Is he is making a point of language being necessary. And he gives you examples of language. And some of those examples are saying the words, I am angry, 
or I disagree with this, or I like this. He, the biggest issue that we currently have with regards to masculinity, not the biggest issue, my apologies, I think that's the wrong way that I'm gonna put it. One of the big issues is the fact that language is not there to express yourself. And I think he's hit on a really important point mm -hmm. that is giving people the language to interact and communicate what they're feeling rather than using their fists or physical actions or you know, other more toxic ways of expression. And I think that's really important. I think the book has made some important points. I think the book, however, has left me very frustrated and very angry because it could have been so much more. Yes. Yeah. The and way this the, is the reason I'm frustrated. Yeah. The way I see it, like he asked all the right questions but gave really um, yeah. unsatisfying answers. This is Sam Keane's biography of how he had and his hero's journey which yeah. is a trope that we're going for in this, mm. uh, how I see it. And that's great. And there is a lot of things that people can take from another person's journey. But that's it. Because some of the things that he has spoken about needs to be re-examined by him and a much more of a telescope and how his own ideas examined. And one of those is things like when you know, you're blaming the woman for being a lust-filled goddess. You could very, very easily have said, a man's sexual desire because the onus is then not on the other mm -hmm. she's you're not you're not such a lowly creature that you cannot control yourself yeah. you know what i mean so i think there is that um but out of 10 dear god i love how hard you find this i really for do. all your really, really all your intellect and intelligence <laughs> simple scale, 10, 10 scale system. because i don't i'm it's, it's difficult i would say a six okay Maybe a seven. I would, well, yeah, I, I, I was actually thinking of like a 6.5. Yeah. I, I find it very interesting how consistent our answers and reign yeah. was, despite our very differing differing opinions mm -hmm. on, on many things. I was equally unsatisfied in parts, but what he what he was attempting to do was, was really worthwhile, yeah, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so credit to that. And, he, and he, shared, he shared a great deal of himself in ways that I'm not sure I would have been as comfortable sharing. And I think I did like the vulnerability of certain parts of it. I think that was important. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, it's all. I think it's always it's always important to commend that. So even if even if you don't agree, I, you know, it, it, as just a conversation piece, it's really worth. Like many of the questions are still are still just as relevant now, and for that alone, it's 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 worth a read. Oh, um, absolutely. I think if you're if you have a partner and you know. I would definitely say for, for a really good like standpoint, just see where you're coming mm. from, mm. both of you read it and actually have a chat about it. Even if you both go, oh my God, this is you know amazing or this is rubbish, whatever you want to mm. say. But I think there's a lot of ideas just to put the little kernel of an idea in your mind to then flesh out. It's really interesting. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show, Psyche. Thank you very it's been much an absolute for pleasure. Me. It's been lovely getting yeah. to get vent my frustration. Exactly, out. yeah. I enjoyed only making it through two of my seven or eight points, but we <laughs> we all we always knew that I was gonna only, be a problem. I did like three highlighted points and my other fifty looks so sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's always our problem. I hope you enjoy and uh, thanks for listening and I will see you all next time. And you've been listening to the End of the World Podcast with Anton Roberts plus guests. If you'd like to leave a message, please do so after the bleep. Like, comment, subscribe, because knowledge is for everyone.